what's up, everybody? Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. Joining me tonight, one and only little brother, Jace. How you doing? Woo woo. Good. How are you? I won't complain yet. Let's see what happens. Plenty of podcasts to go. <laughs> Let's start off with the first news, the earliest news, or the latest news so far as we're recording this on Thursday night, while the Browns and Bengals prepare to amaze audiences with a thrilling rendition of Thursday Night Football. Uh, Thursday night's a great night for football. Great night for football. Yeah. Sony revealed the rollout price for the PlayStation 5. And hopefully you've been saving all your pennies and trading in all of your games and game systems to GameStop for $10. Because the PlayStation 5 base model, that means the all-digital version with no disc to load is going to be $400. The one with disc and the HD, uh, basically the 4K Blu-ray installed, will run you $500. Now, kind of the mindset, when I first got my, and I'm going to have to go way back, when I got my PlayStation, that doubled as a CD player. My PlayStation 2 doubled as a DVD player. Same case for PS3, which also would play Blu-rays. And PS4 also played Blu-rays. There was no extra cost associated with that. It was just a, hey, this is a cool bonus feature. And for me, it was like a big selling point because, great, I don't need to buy a separate Blu-ray, DVD, etc. Now it's going to be a thing of, well, do I want to pay this for that? I kind of like having a collection of games. I'm one of those old school people that likes to see my collection of stuff. Now, granted, with the PlayStation Network, I have gotten a bunch of games that I have on my digital library. So I kind of see the I see both parts in this. But what do you think? Are you going 500 or 400 for your PS5, assuming you get one this year? Uh, if I get one this year, I am going to go with the 500 variety. Most, I mean, and I have not looked at all the specs of it because I know it's supposed to be this one. The early one is supposed to be backward compatible for all the systems, which makes it like I don't have a digital version of all my PS3 games, but I have my PS3 games. I have my PS4 games. I can't, tr- I mean, like anything on PS4, at least from the PlayStation Network, I can download the like save data in case there's something on there. But if if it's not, I'm just going to be SOL. So I'm like, I'd rather have the physical disc. And I ha- I don't have a 4K player, but I know I upgraded like certain, like when Best Buy was having like their Black Friday sale, I got a couple 4K movies anticipating this would be <laughs> this in the move. So it was like, I mean, I, and I'm hoping it's like they still have a little bit of the 3D uh, capability in this Blu-ray. If not, I still have my play PlayStation 3. Four. Four. No. Yeah, my, my well, 3 does too, right? Yeah, I for some reason I just I got used to the PlayStation 3 controller when it came comes to movies, so I just kind of never switched watching my movies to PlayStation 4. But I'm and the point is like I do I need all those random hard drive systems? No, but it's it's like I'm still going to keep them. So why not just go with the one that has a physical disc and pay the extra 100 dollars? 
And yeah, I think I'm, it for me a little better. I'm torn on it because I, I have like maybe 15 PS4 games and probably 20 games in the library. So it's this interesting thing of like, eh, I don't really have to have it anymore, but I won't be able to trade it for 25 cents to GameStop. So that's the one thing I'm a little worried about. When's the last time you've been to GameStop? Uh, Pre-COVID? Quite often, because they sell action figures. Now, this is actually a game. There is a caveat. I went in there like last week of my, hey, do you guys have a Darth Revan lightsaber, FX lightsaber? It had nothing to do with the video games. <laughs> Yeah, they've done an outstanding job of, of filling some of the gap from Toys R Us. Their prices are higher, but for a lot of the things that I collect, they sell them there. So when they have their sales that make them the same price as other retailers, it, they're pretty good. And they get their own exclusives too. So hopefully with this latest round of GameStop closures, all of the ones in our area won't shut down. Yeah, I think I'm hoping... Like, that's the case because it's like, okay, y'all have a very good market that people have, can't go to Walmart or don't want to go to Walmart for. So you guys keep that. We'll keep you in business with your couple guys in there. You don't have too much staff, but more than likely, we'll try and keep you in business. Yeah, I'm sure GameStop will be one of those places that is really anticipating the sales of this next console generation before they decide whether to shut down more stores or if they are able to keep some around because, hey, we've got people coming into stores every week seeing if we've got the new PS5 or the Xbox, whatever this thing is called, they'll be there at the store and maybe buy something else. Yeah. I was going to say, now, have we actually heard what, like, the launch titles, I mean, we all know it's going to be some Madden, some NHL, but I do we do have, like, not believe so, actually. Um, I think they've got, uh, they've got that Miles Morales kind of update of Spider-Man, and that looks good. Um, they have a Devil May Cry 5. Um, is that like, you can play as, like, Virgil and, I mean. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, they've got that. Um, kind of, you know, as usual, they've got a few others, but with it coming so late in the year, I'm kind of thinking, yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. So let's see, Dave, um, what games do they have coming? What's this? Do you think you'll get it next year before they have the <laughs> price drop? That's what the real test is going to be. I am probably not because. Let me run down the excellent games on my PS4 that I still have yet to open. Right now, I am running away from the tyrant or whatever that dude is, Mr. X, in Resident Evil 2. I, I was just like, this is trash. I, I'm running away from this guy. I can't kill him. He won't leave me alone. He's harassing me. And it's like I'm, I'm running shook in my video game. So I just had to turn it off. So I'm playing Resident Evil You're 2. You're running from means, a PS4 boss? Huh? I said, you running from somebody in a video game? Only because I don't have enough ammo. That's ah. literally the only reason. They, they, I, I looked it up. I cannot kill him because you know me. I would find every trace of ammo and just waste it. How many times did you actually go through it before you had to look it up? 
Well, you know, see the funny thing with Resident Evil 2 that I'm finding, I'm I'm playing this semi semi. Well, I, I will say this. The reason I'm playing it more reserved is because they're not really being very generous with the ammo. Oh, okay. So I'm not able to blast away it just like, ah, kill this guy too. I have to be mindful of where I'm you know, it's trash. But I'm really loving the game. Um, so that means, of course, I still have Resident Evil 3 to buy and play. Uh, Resident Evil 4, I still have to open. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, if you find a hard drive space. I actually do. And then I've got a couple downloads because, you know, on those rare months where PlayStation Network has a really good game. Revolution. I'm here. I played Call of Duty 2, World War 2, and um, I have whatever modern warfare is that they have free. You mm-hmm. hearing me okay? Yeah. yeah. So I've got those to play. So, you know, I think that'll take me through a year. Yeah. I, know I, have at least, I have at least like seven games, and I'm like, yeah. I'm not in any rush to play something that I'm really not going to be invested in, like, weekly. Like, I still yeah. I, I'm good. I'm always on that thing where I need them to have at least five games for me to take a year to play before mm-hmm. I'm ready to commit to buying a new system. Because I know it's going to take me a while to get to them. And if there's not that game where it's like, oh, man, I've got to play this. I've got to buy the system to play this game. Now, they have a cool Resident Evil game where I can see the people because I don't like first player shooters that much. Um, then I kind of jump on board a little faster. We'll see. We talked enough about video games. Let's move on. After Tenet made $26 million in its first two weekends at the box office, several studios are a little bit concerned that maybe, just maybe, people aren't ready to go to theaters to see movies again. There's some brave pioneers, but not everybody. So Disney is this is reconsidering its release plans for Black Widow. What? Maybe it'll come out at the end of the year, but it's probably looking more now like it's going to come out in 2021. When we magically get this virus cure vaccine, it's going to take care of everything. Oh, that's coming in November, man. It'll be here in November. Now, did did they ever actually say if Black Widow actually was released to the NBA players in the bubble? Or we didn't get word of that. That was a rumor. Okay. And um, I feel like if they were, we would have known about it because yeah. Lou Williams would have said it during his trip to the club to get some chicken wings. Okay. Rob's got to get some chicken wings and lose, and lose game seven. Come on. Stern, stern. So the animated film Soul that was going to have the black character who morphs into something else like normal black animated movies, that apparently is going to come to Disney Plus. And I assume that's just going to be a regular Disney Plus release, not a premium release where you're paying extra money for it. I'm still kind of wondering if movie studios are putting money on the table by delaying it for later, or if it just makes more sense to not put it out on video on demand. Well, it almost you have to you have to look at it from like a 
if we can say have all of this year's losses based on the amount of money we expected to make on movies, we have this use all of the, keep all of these losses for 2020, and then we can like deduct it from our balance sheet for maybe the next 10 years. And I, I, have I don't care years. about that stuff with them. I'm talking about for us, us regular Joes who want to see movies. I mean, I still think the premium pricing is the way to go. I think everybody, if you put out a movie that has some anticipation, people will pay a premium price. I mean, like Disney, I mean, they, I, I mean, they really did, I think, what was it, $150 million really in, in all, all revenue based on that? The latest numbers is Mulan may have earned $261 million from the release. Disney Plus with the premium yeah. price. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, so you take that and like, oh, we've made our money. I mean, it's it's like, and maybe they're like, oh, well, we didn't make it our international money. Or, but I think you are making enough of them. I mean, like, hey, this is money we didn't expect to have. Like, that's good. Like, I mean, especially this year with COVID, that's, that's a win for us. And I think, that, I think, I mean, if you're another studio, you have to look at it. It's like, well, these people are dying for content. And we, we, I mean, like if you're an HBO Max, it's like, yo, we can put something out here and they'll buy it at a premium price. And we get, we get them to hook them into a year long subscription and go with the premium price of buying this. I'm thinking, it's, I think you're right. They probably are leaving money on the table. Yeah. So I was very interested on that. Um, yeah, so I don't know how next year's movie schedule is going to look because I feel like every weekend is going to have like two or three big films with the films that got delayed. And then the back half of the year is going to be films that were in the process of being shot, like the Batman, Mission Impossible 7, I think it is. And films like that are, I think the Fast and, well, Fast and Furious are already done, but okay. you know, there are going to be a bunch of films that were midway through shooting that are resuming shooting now that are going to be fighting for space in the back half of the year. And I just feel like every weekend is going to be, oh man, here's another big blockbuster. And I think that's going to hurt those smaller films that would benefit more from coming out on demand now. Oh, like, I mean, like, think of how, what was it, the year Man of Steel came out? That did not have a good month or so to let it get actual money. It was like, okay, right after that, it was, I think, Captain America or something like that. And no, it just, no, it was, no, it was some animated movie. You're talking about the first Man of Steel film? That came yeah, out like, Man of like, there was something that was like right after it didn't get that month, like, you're the blockbuster this month. Like, next year's like, so when Fast and Furious 9, I mean, 9 comes out, that's not going to get a month. That's not going to get its usual month to shine where it's just killing everything. Yeah. So I'm just like, I think these films are, they're thinking next year is going to be better. People are packed in theaters. But I, I mean, based off what we're seeing right now, I think it's going to be a slow trickle, even with the vaccine. People don't want to vac- vaccinate their kids. So there's going to be a whole other population that's not getting the vaccine if it's ready and safe to use anyway. And. Anthony Fauci was saying it may be this time next year before it's safe to go into movie theaters. I mean, like, if, like, even 
they're not going to say, hey, have you had the vaccine? If not, you can't come in. They're going to be yeah, like, they're not doing that. I mean, they're not going to be that specific. They're going to be like, if you want to come in here, we'll let you come in. You want right. to wear a mask? No, we don't really care about masks because now there's a vaccine. It's like, oh, wait, there's an outbreak. Shuts down this movie theater for two weeks. Even, I mean, they're not just saying a movie theater, like an individual, like, you know, going up to Cineplex and they're shut down for two weeks for cleaning and, you know, having to, you know, keep their employees out of there. It's like, that you had that rolling around the country. It's like, no, nah, that's not a way to go. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. More Disney Disney news with Marvel Studios. Jonathan Majors, who you may have seen in The Last Black Man in San Francisco, uh, The Five Bloods, or Lovecraft County. He is going to be Kang in Ant-Man 3. I love this casting move because you know, we had 23, 24 Marvel Studio films, and outside of Killmonger, Jamon Hunsu's uh, Korath, the Pursuer, I think is his name, we haven't had a lot of black villains. And I love this idea of making a very prominent character who wears a mask, who's a white guy in the comics, but his whiteness doesn't necessarily mean anything to the character because he's a time traveler. And I think this is a pretty cool and interesting swap in terms of a white character being portrayed by a black man. And I'm really curious what, what Majors can do in that role. Because Kang is such a great character. He's a great Avengers villain. He's going to show up in Ant-Man and the Wasp 2, which is Ant-Man 3, depending on however they're going to do this numbering. But this is exciting, and I'm really curious to see what this opens up for the next phase of Marvel Studios. What do you think? I was going to say, he, I'll, I'll tackle, try and tackle one. Like, casting, I don't, I'm, I'm wondering if they're even going to bother with using the mask at all for him. Because he's, I mean, like, if you look at, like, how his face is, he actually has, like, this, like the face of Kang. Right, like, right. It's weird, right? Like, he looks like. We're going with the mask. Yeah. I mean, like having a purple mask. The mask is such a part of Kang that they've got to have the mask on for like half the time. Like maybe how they had Ghost. I guess okay. Ghost is, is uh, another character who was not a white villain. She okay. wasn't necessarily a villain either. But yeah, okay. But yes. I mean, some, as somebody rightfully said, like, is Killmonger really a villain? I mean, he and Black Panther just, I mean, they're not even the same, same different sizes of the same coin. It's like, who's wrong on that? Um, but I do, I mean, now going to, like, him as a prominent, Kang the character is a prominent character. I'm I'm wondering if he's going to just, like, hit a cameo in the next Ant-Man movie because he is, Kang the Conqueror is so strong that it's like Ant-Man and Wasp and even Ghost should not be able to take tackle him at all. So Apparently, maybe- they're going to make this movie really big. They're uh, renting out uh, space, the same scope as a Star Wars or James Bond film, apparently. And they're really planning to do something big with it. So maybe this is going to be a case like of a Captain America Civil War where it's Ant-Man and Wasp, but other people are going to be in it too. Okay. Well, I mean, if, if and that's because... When we heard like Civil War was just like, well, you can't do Civil War without Iron Man and some of these other guys, and they're like, yeah, we know, we're we're actually doing that. <laughs> right, it was like, Duh. we got so, you. Oh, oh, so 
if they're willing to, if they're willing to do that, I, I mean, I think that would be really, uh, especially in the post phase real, like old school phase one, like really getting these new Avengers over having them having to go against this super bad guy in King. That would be, I, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah. So one character we know is going to be pretty prominent in this next generation or next iteration of Marvel studio films is Scarlet Witch. And Marvel Studios Disney Plus has basically confirmed that WandaVision is going to is still going to get released this year, uh, probably December. Falcon and the Winter Soldier look like it's going to get pushed back to next year, which kind of sucks because that's the one I was really looking forward to. But WandaVision should still be interesting. And it seems like there's going to be a lot of twist in this show. I think uh, Doctor Strange is going to show up. And that's going to tie into Scarlet Witch joining him in his sequel. So lots of interesting things, lots of cool directions they can go in with this thing. And it's just, I'm starting to get excited for the next phase of Marvel. And it's been such a long time where, you know, we had that kind of victory lap after Endgame and Far From Home, where it's like, okay, we're just chilling now. Black Widow's coming next year. And now as well, Black Widow's coming two years. This is like a Warner Brothers style release. <laughs> yeah, like, this, this is what we, we feel when we're watching D, I mean, DC characters. Like, when's the next movie coming out, guys? Exactly. Like, seriously. But I think one, if WandaVision is that next expansion of the Marvel universe, I think that's a good thing. It's like, okay, like I said, we had that breather. Now we need to push the whole thing a whole lot bigger. Like we may have a silver surfer. We may have. We're gonna have a king. We're gonna have. We we, we could have a. We have the Fantastic Four and X Men. Well, I mean, you can you open the door for them. It's like that's just like, hey, you know, the ultimate uh, Fantastic Four, which we will never actually admit was the case in that last Fantastic Four. We can bring them in based on a pocket universe that Wanda opens up. I mean, she could be. The, I mean, she's the doorway to a lot of their expansion almost. I mean, her and Doctor Strange just really could just like, yep. everybody funnels in through them, even just with a cameo or something, just a leak or, you know, like this, uh, say the Fantastic Four ship just happens to be kind of bumping around somewhere in its ex- exploration. Like, and it sends them into the cosmic rays or Wanda accidentally finds out about mutants and says it, and then she creates mutants in the MCU. Yes, I mean, and was it House of M where she says no more mutants? Right. This says mutants, and yeah. like Wanda's powers could get super expanded just based on like her fight with, let's say, with Thanos. Like she actually truly learned what she could do, mm-hmm. and then she tries to make. Uh, I mean, we still have to figure out what happens to Vision. So yeah, we right, have exactly so much stuff. All right, so let's let's go. Uh, did you uh, one more Marvel Studios thing? So Olivia Wilde said something interesting this past week on a podcast. She name dropped Kevin Feige with her yet to be revealed Sony Marvel film, which we all pretty much at this point know and expect to be Spider Woman. She mentioned Kevin Feige, which seems to indicate that Spider Woman, like the Spider Man films could take place in the Marvel Studios universe, not so much the Sony Spider-Verse. What do you think about that? Because Spider-Woman, 
over the last 10, 15 years has become a major player in the Avengers uh, in that whole realm. Like, they've really raised her profile, and she's big. So, um, yeah, what do you think? Uh, if I'm Sony, I don't know if I'm okay with that. Because it's like, it worked really well for Avengers, but if I make well, okay, maybe maybe I should have taken that the wrong way. Maybe we do want her to be in that universe. So in case we need to ever play that Spider-Man card that we need to renegotiate, how much you really want to pay to have Spider-Woman in here? Maybe this, I mean, maybe that for from a money perspective on Sony, that's probably a good idea. It's like, hey, make her as ingrained as you humanly possibly can. And then if we need to, hey, we gonna need that plat- cash plan. So uh, yeah, you need to come to the table again. So I think that's probably a good idea for them. Like, I mean, and Kevin, I mean, Kevin Feige still hasn't made a mistake on these movies. I mean, it's like, hey, everybody's treated with respect. If this was one of your characters, you liked them, we will have him in here looking good. So, I mean, and it seems like he does the research on these characters. Like, nah, we're not going to screw your character. So that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Well, um, no, I actually saw like some something else on like kind of uh, rumors is that there may be work of Daredevil coming back in like December. Like, have you heard anything about seeing anything like that? I haven't heard anything about Daredevil. The only thing on the rumor front that I heard was the Avengers Earth's Mighty Heroes creators were showing more of the designs about the mutants that they were going to bring in and and how they're going to integrate the x-men into the universe and they were like well this isn't to say that we're going to have something but just like hey this is what we were going to do i kind of feel like that never happens unless there's some discussion or some potential interest in doing it and they're kind of gauging what people think about it because i absolutely want season three of that show Oh, yeah. I mean, like you saw, like at the end of it, you did see uh, Wolverine in there mm-hmm. and it was like kind of, hey, he's been doing his thing with the X-Men. And we mentioned the X-Men. Right. And then it was like, and at Galactus storylines, like, hey, we have this big universe. So they're like doing the character designs like, yeah, we're we're not just talking here. We're, we're, I mean, especially it's like, hey, we still we now have a great vehicle in Disney Plus. Exactly. Now. So we can drop a season and a couple. I mean, we can if we get the back and we can do two or three seasons here, no problem. Yeah, and not have to worry about ratings per se. Speaking of animated shows that have been very good that had a second life, Young Justice is coming back for a fourth season. We don't know where that's going to be. Maybe Disney Plus. I'm Disney Plus. <laughs> HBO Max. <laughs> maybe DC Universe. But it is going to be coming. They didn't really mention much. They they uh, said this at DC Fandom, so we're not really sure where it's going to go. But I am ready and anticipating whenever we get to our next round of Young Justice. What are you hoping for with this next one? Well, we got we know we got Red Hood story ready to go. Um, I would like them to kind of go back to more of the season one and two art style versus again uh the one they used for the last one i, I started it I started it seemed like it, get, it got a little sloppy at the end which i wasn't a big fan of 
Uh, I, I mean, like, if, yeah, if I give, you give me Red Hood, a good dark side fight, uh, and maybe more going back against them against the light or something versus them being the biggest, like the Teen Titans, Young Slash, Young Justice were almost like so elevated into the ma- a major story that it was like, they're not sidekicks anymore. It's really just the big giant Justice League. So if they can focus kind of on the, the Young Justice characters and, oh, I'm sorry, and like, since it's been a while since I watched, it's like the actual war they're going to have with like Breon and his, uh, his family. So mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward, I am looking forward to that, so. The subtitle for this one is Thanos, which may indicate that we could see some characters who've been killed off return. And, you know, they did tease the Legion, which is very exciting to me, especially in that universe with Young Justice. So that could be really cool, too. Okay. okay. So, yeah. Looking forward to seeing where they go with that. Yeah. Um, they the Dune trailer. Which one? Dune? The Dune trailer, yes. Yes. I, I did not see Doom when I was a kid. Still haven't. But seeing that trailer, I was like, I will go see that movie. Like, that looked entertaining. Like, you know, diverse cast, which always interests me now. Uh, you know, Dave Batista actually looking like a competent dude. Also good for me. You know. Um, and it looks like it has a good story. I mean, it looks like they're gonna, they put some money behind this thing. I want to see what they did. I mean, and that's, I think we were talking offline a little bit last week where I'm like, that seems like it has to have a long story, but it's almost like a multiple movies, but you guys said, I think said it was going to be like a three hour long movie. I'm like, yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm much more intrigued with versus a, where you're going to do like, what was that? Dawn of justice. Hey, it's really a four hour long movie, but we're going to cut it to 90 minutes and we'll cut all the story out. It's like, nah, give me the story. I'm I'm willing to see be entertained by a story with some action, so yeah, I'm down for it. I thought it looked amazing, and yeah, I am very much looking forward to seeing it whenever they decide when we're going to see it because that's another blockbuster from Warner Brothers, and they're very much sticking to theaters regardless of what anything else happens. So it may be a May or June blockbuster. I doubt very seriously we'll see it in December. I, I honestly think you got it at this point. You're probably shifting more towards that August. Like, hey, you know what? We know we typically don't have our blockbusters here because we think kids are going back to school. But I'm thinking these parents and everybody at that next year, August, all the game is going to be thrown out. It's like we might delay school just to have a longer summer to make some more money in commerce. So I'm, I'm thinking you put that in August, we'll, we'll sit in there. We'll make it happen. All right. We're going to wrap this bad boy up. What are your nominees for dummies of the week? Oh, gosh. Is there really one, any more, any bigger dummy this week than the young man, uh, what's his name, Offset from Migos? This dude had the golden ticket. I have a wife who's attractive, who, who works to stay attractive because that's her part of her brand. And she's got sponsorships, deals, money. And how does he get divorced? He actually gets, she gets to the point where she's following divorce because you cheat on her. And then now she's asking you to pay for child support. It's like, you probably are not messing with chicks who have 
that bank account is, I mean, uh, Cardi B and who, you know, does what she needs to to keep her brand going good. So you probably banging some random hood skanks and they're going to cost you a whole lot of money and child support. Yeah, my man, you probably, you are definitely the dummy of the week to me. My dummy of the week, I can't fully explain why they're the dummies of the week, but a few weeks back, I, we talked about the Janelle Monet movie, Antebell, Antebellum, and how I was adamant I was not going to see it. I did see it. Um, Ooh. Reviewed it, and the review is very mindful of spoilers. I won't go into my spoilers now. I'm going to save that for later, but they will be coming. That movie for that? everybody involved, huh? On what site, Jeffrey? Lousemoviefiles.com. There you go. Check. Um, yeah, the filmmakers of Antebellum are my dummies of the week. And for anybody who plunks down the money to see it on demand this weekend, be warned, they're going to make you dummies for watching this movie. So, <laughs> yeah, that, that's my choice. So it's not going to be a 10 out of 10 movie, huh? It's absolutely not going to be a 10 out of 10. It's <laughs> not. I will say this brief spoiler that doesn't say anything about the movie. If Jordan Peele had written this movie, like done a drastic rewrite, it could have been a 10 out of 10 or one of the best films of the year. Hmm. But this film reiterated how unique and special a writer slash filmmaker Jordan Peele is because this was something where if they had pitched it to him, I bet he could have come up with something really incredible with all kinds of great metaphors, all kinds of interesting analogies. These guys just are like, hey, let's show you why slavery is bad. It's like, wow, I have not watched the movie in 20, since 2010. Now, I was going to say, now, remember how we, well, I, I remember how like an entourage, we're saying, hey, how about we get this movie like, whenever, well, actually very poor time. It's like, they're like, hey, how about we let Harvey Weinstein buy this movie and, you know, he'll Edward Scissorhand this movie up and make it a good movie. Uh, I wonder if that, like, is, a, is like a, a real life scenario. It's like, if Jordan Peele, like, hey, if you guys could get the Jordan. He couldn't, he couldn't fix it. He oh. couldn't fix it outside of scrapping the entire movie and rewriting it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it's non it's non-salvageable in its current state. Ooh. But I will give Lionsgate credit for releasing this movie on demand so people can pay so it can make some money. I'm sure, I mean, the funny thing is, like, if you release, I mean, you release a movie like that on a Friday night, I'm sure there's going to be a people who's like, you know what? Here's Let's something new. I like the name on that. I want to see her succeed as an artist, I mean, a, not just a singer. So let me plunk down my 30 bucks and see where, she, where this goes. I don't know how tall she is, but man, I keep I keep having this nagging thing now where it's like, you know, I, I could see her as Storm in an X-Men movie if she were up to wearing a white wig that actually looked good. Unlike anything Halle Berry wore. God, no, mess with old Halle. That was poor casting. No, I, I, I messed with her on wigs and her being cast as Storm because Storm is not light skin. And yeah. So I guess you're right. I am. Yeah. So, so yes, you are. <laughs> it was a cohesive thing, though. Yeah, All was, around. 
everything they were they were looking for an attractive storm and they didn't actually do casting they just like so geez. weird it's like there's no attractive brown or dark skinned black women again some to some folks that's not actually a thing like for most of us black folks you're insane if you actually come out of your mouth with that. like we can i'm sure like we if we wanted to do a top 10 casting for potential storms before marvel does it i'm sure we all could come up with that in like five seconds Let's, let's do that. I think that'll be fun for a future episode. All right. All right. Well, let's wrap this bad boy up. I want to see how bad the Bengals are getting smashed by the Browns and Baker oh, Mayfield because he's crowding on his commercials. You're not watching that game. You got you, you can have fun watching paint dry versus watching. Thursday night's great night for football. And I got to watch it just, just to see. All right. So <laughs> I'm going to wrap this up now. Thank you as always, bro. Go Lakers. And uh, thank you all for listening out there. This episode of Oz Movie Files has been filed.